Hello again, and welcome to the Planet Beyond podcast, brought to you by Fugro, the leading partner in delivering geodata from the greatest subsea depths right to outer space, and hosted by me, John Baston Pitt. For this episode, we're going to be leaving the studio, visiting the Castle Buchanan Golf Course. It was a beautiful, if sometimes windy location to record the show. A few miles outside Glasgow, it sits on the shore of Loch Lomond, with the wooded glens of the Trossachs in the background. We were there for the Fugro Girls Golf Clinic, The event, which was put on with the support of Kylie Henry, one of Scotland's leading golfers, aims to support young female golfers, helping them hone their skills and learn from experienced mentors. As we've seen in recent episodes, there are gaps and failures in how we educate and encourage girls and young women. Jill Whitty Collins in episode 28, for example, pointed out that, that the way boys and girls are treated at school is very different. Boys are taught, well, it seems to me, to take risks, while girls are taught to take care. We saw an example of how the risks boys take can turn into successes when we spoke to Paul Laurie. As Paul told us, He came to golf late and seized on a chance to play golf with a golf pro. From there, and after a lot of practice, he was able to make the mark on the game. But girls don't always get those chances. Often, they are a pioneer in whatever field they they want to take part in. Even when they aren't the first girl or woman in their field, They find it dominated by men. We saw the impact of that in our interview with Jill and with Helen Stewart and Sarah Jones Couture for our episode on women in hydrography. Now, let's head out to Castle Buchanan, where I met Peter Brook. Peter's a colleague from Fugro and Regional Strategic Sales and Marketing Director for Europe and Africa. And unlike me, Peter knows his way around a golf course. So Peter, I'm so excited about co-hosting this episode with you. Where are we and, well, why are we here? So we're here for the Kylie Henry Fugro Girls Golf Day, which is a very exciting first for Fugro. Uh, We're going to work with Kylie. There's uh, many young female golfers going to attend here today. Uh, We're going to give them a golf clinic. But we've also got some inspirational STEM female leaders Mm. from Fugro. I'm very proud of the gender diversity in my team. Uh, Very passionate about uh, promoting female engineers uh, and, 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 and making it possible to have a pathway for more young female engineers to enter the industry and, and more importantly to join Fugro. Why golf, Peter? 
Well, personally, I'm crazy about the sport, as are many people uh, within Fugrow and, of course, <laughs> on the planet. But I like to think that there's a correlation between golf and actually sport in general mm. and uh, STEM subjects, mm. uh, discipline, um, etiquette, uh, the f uh, not worrying about the fear of failure. Yeah. These are all aspects that can help you flourish in well, an engineering career or in fact any career. Yeah. Well, let's enjoy our day. Peter, can you just give us a bit of background on Kylie? Yeah, sure. Um, so, Kylie was a little bit uh, late to professional golf. I think she turned pro uh, in her late teens. Successful amateur career. Uh, I think she won the, the Scottish school schools uh, open for, uh, off seven handicap, which was pretty impressive at the time. And uh, she's part of the Five Star Sports Agency and we have an association with them uh, sponsoring a couple of individuals in one of their tournaments. And uh, Kylie's currently a member of the European Ladies Tour, which takes uh, not just across Europe these days, but uh, across the globe as well. We met up with Kylie at the clubhouse where she was having breakfast before joining the girls on the course. So Kylie, maybe you can say a few words about yourself, what golf means to you, and, and maybe, maybe a few words about where we are. Okay, so um, I grew up here. Um, the village is Drummond, really close to the course here at Buchanan Castle. Um, lived, lived there all my life. And it was only when I was mid-twenties I moved away and obviously I was travelling a lot as well. And as a child you don't realise, you know, you, your life is just what it is and you don't realise how lucky you are. But once I moved away and lived elsewhere, I, I, it dawned on me that I grew up in a really special place and mm. it's such a beautiful part of the country. And I always love coming back and it's just got great memories and, and golf for me is a real family affair. I, I, I'm the youngest of four and the way that I got into golf was my dad took the older three to play golf on a Sunday so that was a Sunday four ball and I got left behind crying and screaming with oh. <laughs> yeah got ditched with my mum so once I was I'm, old I'm enough. I'm hoping this story's going to end well. Well yeah. yeah so once I was then older because I was too young um, I think at that time you had to be 14 to join the golf club right. and I'm four years younger than the third sibling so than my brother so my mum and I actually took the game up together when I turned 14 that summer we started together and I just absolutely loved it and there was just no looking back and I think because I started slightly later I picked up quick mm. and and just kicked on really quite well and and it was just really encouraging to just keep improving. Kylie, when we first started talking about this, uh, uh, probably a year ago now, you, you were straight away enthusiastic about the idea of uh, a girls' golf day here at Buchanan. Um, is there, is there a, a lack of girls playing golf in, the, in Scotland at the moment? Yeah, well, I feel like... It, anything we can do to encourage girls starting the game and also continuing playing through their teenage years, anything we can do is going to be really beneficial and it's only going to encourage girls to stick at it for longer because it tends to be that they'll pick it up when they're really young and then 
drop off through the teenage years and then maybe pick it up again later in life. Um, and I think if we can just keep the girls, you know, if they can make friends and have like groups of girls that they might call up to get a game, like that's that's a real success. If if we can achieve that through having days like this, that's that's a real goal here to keep girls playing. Um, so I feel like for women, it's really nice to have a friendly atmosphere and a sense of community in sport. And I think with golf, if we can get more girls into it naturally the girls will make friends and and go go to the golf course together and there's definitely more chance of them keeping going if there's friends that they can call up and go and get a game with so kylie obviously fugro is an engineering company and we're still going through the phase of having a, a male dominated workforce and it's really important to us to create that diversity in the gender pool and female engineers uh, despite the fact that Girls are often much better than boys at STEM subjects at school. You find that tailing off at university. Um, it sounds like there's a parallel with golf there, where boys seem to go on and play and girls have that, uh, that hiatus. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, my, my sort of take on it from the golf perspective is that I think when there's, there's a, a slight comfort level of when women are already in a certain category or, or area of work more women will follow in that direction and then then there's the sense of community and friendship th through the workplace um, and I, it's very relatable to golf in the sense that I feel like if if more women played there would be more friendships more chance of of women more women coming to the game and more opportunities for female golfers so the role models the um the the, the feeling of community and society and, and and fellow female golfers playing similar to the engineering i i guess yeah yeah i i totally agree i, I feel like that that's where the two connect yeah and today we're going to have a bit of fun. We're going to go out there and uh, you're going to do a little clinic for the for the young ladies who are here today. Um, do you enjoy doing that kind of thing? I do. I, do you know what? I just actually love seeing other, well, young girls and other women really enjoying the game because I've had so much, so much out of the game and I've, I've had amazing opportunities and, you know, obviously my, my whole life really since I was 14, I've just loved golf, so for me to be able to play a part in other girls coming together, really enjoying golf and, and having having great fun and being competitive as well. Yeah, it's wonderful to see a, a role model for the girls and also the sense that you that you want to give back something to the game as well. Yeah, and you know, I don't even feel so much like it's me giving back because it's something that I'm really passionate about and I would love to do more of this given the opportunity. To this point, I, you know, time is a problem because I travel so much and I'm really not home much. And and then even when I do come home, it's very rushed. You know, one week off, I'm trying to get things done, see my coach, and then I'm straight back out on tour again. So I'm just so happy we've put this day together. Um, and it's really important for me to do more of this. And, and I would love to be involved with Scottish Golf or some sort of, like... Um, mentor program or something you know I, I would love to do that further down the line so as we're sitting around this table 
the, 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 the young golfers are arriving with their parents and everybody's having a cup of tea and a bacon sandwich. And, and, and it won't be long before you're out there doing your clinic and, and guiding them and inspiring them. But I, I can't help thinking, thinking about your parents, thinking about these parents in the room now. How much are people thinking at this point about the real, the essential value of sport, of golf, in terms of bringing these girls on so that they're ready for the workplace? Because, you know, from what we've read and what we've covered in previous podcasts, it's essential that girls understand or children understand that, that there's nothing perfect and failing is all part of the learning process. It's essential. But yes, as you've said, girls drop out. And, and that's got to be reversed. Yeah, definitely. I think parents obviously play a huge part. I was very fortunate. Mine were extremely supportive, gave me every opportunity I, I wanted. And when I showed that I was really keen on golf, they were happy to support me all the way without, without putting too much pressure on me as well. And it's only once I'm older that I actually realise I was very fortunate with the type of parents that I had. Very supportive. Gave me a kick up the butt when I needed it, for sure. But never really put immense pressure on me. And I think for golf in particular, the character development is unbelievable. And it is amazing the way it can shape a child because if they're coming down to a golf club and say they start playing in the junior competitions and then even getting into the ladies or men's section and playing the the adult competitions, they could be playing with an 80-year-old woman, a 50-year-old man, any sort of age group and it teaches you how to communicate. It gives you an, an incredible confidence without even realising what's happening. Talking to Paul Paul Laurie a few weeks back, we, you know, we were we were quizzing him on this, and and he said, well, it was very similar to what you've just said, which is, you know, he's smiling if people walk away from these events having understood the etiquette of and the discipline of all of this. It's just as important as winning. In fact, if if you lose the game, nobody's worried about that. You know, it's this whole rounded approach. Well. Sport, and in particular golf, is a game of mistakes and it's a game of losses. You, you lose way more than you win, so everything is about actually managing disappointment. And again, that eats a lot of people up. You have to be very accepting, you have to go easy on yourself because what you know you can do, you don't necessarily bring that day in, day out to the golf course. So Kylie, taking yourself back to those days of first of all the frustration of your brothers getting to play and then the excitement of you getting onto the course meeting your friend and that competitive nature was there a real pivotal moment when you realized this is what you wanted to do for a living well it was actually um it's really clear in my mind it's, it's funny you've asked that question because it's it was a scottish schools championship just down the road at hilton park um can't exactly remember what year it was it might have been 2002 but I was a seven handicap and it was it was a 36 hole event in one day and in the first round I went out and I shot four under par gross playing off a seven handicap 
and it was just the best round of my life to that point and I just couldn't believe I'd done it and I was honestly I was walking on air and then in the afternoon you went back out and you played the other course because there's two courses there so I played the other course and I didn't play so well but I maybe played to around my handicap maybe seven or eight over and I still managed to win the tournament the scratch Scottish Schools Championship and it was at that point I was like wow like this this is an incredible feeling and I can't believe I've done it playing off of seven and and I, I just that was me I, I was just hooked and yeah that was it was when I was 16 at the Scottish Schools Championship that I thought here this is this is for me <laughs> fantastic and there's probably you know quite a quite a lot of girls going to be here today and uh, in reality, if you look at the numbers, it's highly unlikely that they were going to have uh, so many people become a professional at, uh, and, and do the sport as, as full-time for a living. Um, where does that, that competitiveness and the youth golf culture, how does that help them into different walks of life? I, I think it just provides confidence and determination for if this is what I want, I'm going to go for it. No matter, no matter what it is in life. Like, and I think that's so important for women especially to realise if you want it, go for it. And if you, you know, I know it's cliche, but, you know, we, you know, psychologists and everything in sport tells you to really shoot for the stars. Go beyond anything you can imagine. Make that your goal. And then if you just fall short, you're still very successful, you know. And... Or if you if you achieve your goal, then it's it's absolutely amazing. That was a great set of insights from Kylie. Girls need to see a, a place for themselves, whether it's on the golf course or on a hydrography vessel. They and indeed boys as well need encouragement without feeling pressured. And they they need to be given chances to try and to fail, and to try and to succeed. That gives the confidence to aim high enough so that wherever you land, you feel like you are moving on. We left Kylie to finish her breakfast and joined another woman who knows the value of setting high goals and being supported in them through failure and through success. Her name is Linda Stewart, and she's a member of the Fugro team. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what do you do in Fugro, and why have you come down here today? I'm the service line director for marine geophysics in, in Aberdeen. Um, I've been with Fugro for 17 years. Started as a, a trainee surveyor, um, and spent about 10 years working offshore on our vessels. And then I moved into the office to, to do a variety of roles from project management to, to technical support. And then about two years ago, I, I find myself in the service line director position. Um, and I think, why, why am I doing here today? It's, um, it's a good opportunity. I'm not a golfer, so it's, it's new territory for me, really. Um, but I think just to come down and, and speak, to, speak to the girls and, and understand why they like playing golf and what their interests are and, and talk to them a little bit about what Fugro does. Because um, I think when I when I was kind of starting out in my career, um, I didn't really 
no, uh, you know, I've always liked maps. That's been my big thing. Um, and I, I didn't know that I could go and be a surveyor until I was 19. So I think for me it's really important to kind of engage with uh, the younger generation sooner than university age and, and get in at school age and, and talk to them about what we do at Fugro because we're, we're a pretty cool company at the end of the day. We do a lot of good things um, and just kind of get an, interest to get an idea of what their interests are and, uh, and, and talk to them about what we do. Fantastic. And I did a bit of research on STEM subjects and there is an increase overall of people studying STEM subjects at university and statistically girls usually outperform boys at STEM subjects at secondary school but there seems to be a, a gap there where girls taking up STEM at university or indeed going into the workforce to join companies like Fugro. Why do you think that is? I think sometimes it's it's probably the perception of STEM subjects. They're, they're always sort of seen as a, typically a male dominated area and I think that's the it's probably the marketing it's the um, the, the stereotypes um, you know you, you often talk about uh, engineers and it's often, often associated with sort of a male um, I think they sometimes target um, boys over girls for certain for, for certain jobs and th certain subjects and that's why it's important for the likes of Fugger to get in there earlier and likes of myself and all our females within the organization to talk about their careers. Linda. I'm particularly interested in this. This, if you're saying that they, you feel that they target boys over girls, that's an unconscious bias at work because I don't think they set out. Men don't set out to do that, and it's wonderful that you highlight that because I think it's so much part of the the challenge that we've got to recognise and start addressing. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree and, um, and I, I think you know the big challenge for us is, um, is working out how to address it and how to, to make that change um, and for me it really sort of starts with I think it's re representation matters so looking at the likes of myself and my older female colleagues um, and us talking about our careers and talking about the struggles that we had going into our um, our courses and university courses and, and into the industry as well and and talking about how we've overcome that and got to our current positions. I think that's really important is because if you can if you can see someone in the position that really helps, doesn't it? You know, and I, and I and we're here at a, a golf day, right? But if we we talk about another sport, say football, and um, controversial being in Scotland, but the lionesses, right? If you talk about female football, they've done a massive amount to increase women's participation in football, just by being visible on the TV, the top of their game, and that that's that's hugely important, and that's that's kind of how you start, isn't it? So we talked to Kylie earlier about her journey into youth golf and there were very few young girls around at the time playing golf so she uh, she found that difficult and I guess we can relate that to what you said about the the engineering world so how can we create that sense of community that sense of belonging for women in the engineering world I think there's a responsibility on, on female leaders within the organization to, to create that you know and um, so the likes of myself and my colleagues it's it's getting out there and speaking to our, our trainees that come in um, and being really visible and, uh, and, and engaging with them so that you're, you're more than just a name 
you're actually out there and you're speaking to them. So I think that that's really important. That's a, a key step for us within Fugro. Um, it's getting out into events like this, getting into schools at a really young age, you know. Um, so when I kind of go out and walk around with these girls on the golf course, then you know, talk to them about their what their favourite subject at this school, and then if it's if it's a STEM subject, then talk to them about why well, do you know that if you kind of progress this onwards, you can you can go and be an engineer, you can go and be a surveyor, you can go and be uh, a geophysicist or a geotechnical engineer, you know, and just kind of give them that um, plant that seed of where they can potentially go because I think that's it you don't know sometimes uh, kids just don't know what the, the next path is you know you said you're not a golfer Linda is there any kind of sporting uh, ambitions that you had as a youngster or did you play anything yeah so I, I played a lot of sport at school um, I played I played football in primary school um, and then I, I moved into playing hockey and netball when I was at, uh, at the high school um, so I've always sort of been playing sport throughout my entire life. Uh, these days it's more hill walking uh, and walking, which is more my interest in, in the sporting world. Do you think that early engagement with sport and the team and the camaraderie and the discipline and the, and the, the, the no fear of failure that's allowed with, with youth sports, does that help you uh, establish yourself in a professional life? I think it does. I think it's actually there's a lot of parallels between being uh, in a sporting environment and being, being in, uh, in a professional environment, as a working environment as well. I think if you engage early in, in your sports, it, it teaches you discipline because you have to go out, you have to practice, you have to show up. Um, it teaches you know, and, and uh, it teaches you when challenges come. You know, say if you lose a match or you lose a, a round of golf, then you, you've got to teach you to pick yourself up and go out the next day or go out the next week and I think um, learning that learning that discipline to do that at a young age will really set you up for a, a good career and if you want to go into a STEM environment a professional career. Linda you were recently appointed into this service line director role you're you are a, a female leader in our organization the quotas are still low within Fugro we, we don't have as many female leaders as we have male leaders uh, across the organization What's the barrier there? Is it simply a case of numbers or is it opportunity? I think it's probably numbers in, in our organisation. I, I don't believe it's lack of opportunity. Uh, I think the opportunity is there. So I think there's, there's that element sometimes come behind being a, being a female is, is really getting the confidence to step into the role. I think the question, they're asking that question, are they good enough? And the answer is yes, they are. So they really just need... I think we as an organisation need to do better at building building that confidence and recognising that uh, sort of women and men think differently and targeting our training towards building that confidence so that our next generation of female leaders, they don't, they don't hesitate when those opportunities come up and they apply for it. As Peter just said, there are fewer female leaders across all organisations generally, but it's rather unfair that you almost have an extra burden in your role because of course in being being one of these few female leaders you've you you you've got to you've got to do so much more to try and show be the role model show other females other girls that you know come into this space it's it's right i i just get this sense that um I think when we were talking earlier to uh, to Jill Witty Collins, she she said there there needs to be a stronger sisterhood, where once you get into these leadership positions, you look after other women, 
do you, do you do you get a sense of that responsibility or do you just get on with doing your job yeah i i was very conscious when i took my role that um i had a responsibility to be visible and out there and, and speak to the other women in, in my team and in, in the organisation because again as sort of touched on earlier representation matters so if people can see you then they can see see their future. So here, here we are at this wonderful event um, taking the right baby steps if you like what's your feeling are we going in the right direction in terms of um, women in work is it too slow? Are we pointing roughly in the right quadrant or, 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 or do we need to still raise our game? I think we're going in the right direction. Um, we can always do more. Um, and I think that's part of working in, in our organisation. We're always looking for that continuous improvement. And so I think you know, we, we've established a women in food group group that's across the whole organisation. That's a step that's been taken quite recently. Um, there's a lot of engagement in that with uh, the, the, the female leaders that are in the organisation. So I'm quite excited to see what that group does to promote women in Fugru. We can do a lot to help women move up in the organisation. But what can we do to bring more women into the business in the first place? I think it starts from the ground up, doesn't it? So really we've got our numbers of females are increasing in the organisation but we actually need to start from the very beginning of women's careers so that's why this event is really important because these are school kids that are potentially considering what subjects they're going to study at their, their final qualifications in school and then what they're going to do at university and go beyond so talking to them now and just planting that seed of yeah you can go and be an engineer I think that's where for me it's really important to engage now because the, the future engineers and surveyors are sitting in this room or, or on the golf course. As Linda said, the day was all about engagement. We headed out from the clubhouse to the golf course to catch up with Kylie and some of the young golfers and potential engineers. I'm not a golfer, so it was also a chance for me to learn a little bit about the game first. So is this your scorecard or do you keep somebody else's? Um, you keep we, somebody yeah. else's and you mark your own there as well. Oh, so that's like a and double then, check. And then to clarify at the end, you usually read out your score and then that's why you write your own score case. They've forgotten to put one down or like it's a forgotten. different... Forgotten. It's like a QAQC process. So there was a little example of how what the girls are learning on the course could be used in an engineering office. We talked to them some more as they prepared for their next shot. So this is our next three ball for today. Who have we got? Um, Abby. Hi, Abby. Eilish. Hi, Eilish. Grace. Hi, Grace. And how's it been so far? Good, good. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice course. It's yeah. a nice course, course isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it similar to the one that, uh, that you play on at home? No, not really. Mm, I won't say yes, but I won't say no. It's a mixture, kind of. Isn't that the great thing about yeah. golf, when you get invited mm -hmm. to somebody else's course and you, yes. you've no idea what's, what you're up against? Yeah. yeah. 
and we've got an interesting challenge coming up now we've got the fourth hole which is um, I'll, I'll give you a secret I've, I've, I've lasered it already so it's 117 to that flag so what sort of club choice would we be going for today a bit of wind behind um, maybe. right Hybrid. Hybrid. Hybrid for you, Elish? Maybe six iron. Okay, so it's around the same, similar sort of distances yeah. there. Well, there's a nearest the pin prize on this one, and then another chance at number eight, apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, best of luck. Thank Enjoy you. the rest of your day, and we'll see you at the Q&A with Kylie. Yeah. Yes, thank yep. you. Oh, go, go, go. Oh, it jumped oh, over, I think. Yeah, I think it jumped over, yeah. Wow. Oh, Michael likes it, he's waving. Yeah. We left the girls to their game and walked on. As we crossed the course, Peter pointed out a pioneering star of women's golf. A lady there, she's called Belle Robertson and she's the most decorated Scottish amateur golfer ever. Really? Yeah. So I think that we need to have a chat with her. And get her impression on all of this. Yeah. Hello. Yes, it is. I'm Peter. I'm with Bugro, the organisers. And somebody said to me, "You'd be very kind, maybe, to have a chat with us, if that's all right." Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to flatter you there, you know, but you're one of the most decorated female amateur golfers in Scotland. Wow. I just I just play the game and I enjoy it and I love it <laughs> and I've had a great lot of uh, competitive uh, uh, pleasure playing it uh, which is which is very nice I've played you're here today with Kylie and I I played with uh, we're both in the same county Dumbartonshire and uh, we're both members here and played and I happened to be passing passing today and noticed that she was uh, doing her clinic mm. and I wasn't uh, here enough early enough for the clinic but I'm here now which is lovely Lovely to see her hitting the ball as well as she's doing. Fantastic. And and I guess the idea uh, of today, Belle, was to, obviously, for Kylie to meet some aspiring young female golfers. Um, we see the numbers are not uh, are not as high as, as Scottish golf would like in terms of young females entering the game. Uh, is there any reason for that? It's difficult to say. It's, it's hard to get uh, young people maybe into golf uh, I, th I think especially young girls uh, because not, well you need uh, a higher volume uh, to get more to come and play but uh, I don't think we're doing too badly as a small country really and we're beginning to help and we're aware of this all the time mm. so we must be well, we're getting better at uh, and you people who come and, and uh, give your time and, and your money to to help on days like this it's always a, a, a you know it's, it's, it's a joy joy to see well, thank you for that, Bill. We appreciate that. And we, we, we are very passionate about investing in grassroots golf. Yes. Um, and obviously we, we do some stuff with, with Paul at his foundation, the Paul yes, Laurie Foundation. Yes, uh -huh. He um, does a lot for golf, yeah, for the game. Yes. He's, given, he's given tremendously all he can back, which is a joy to see as well. It is fantastic, uh -huh. isn't it? When you get yes, local success and then you throw yourself yes, back yes, into the game. Yes, that's right. Uh -huh. yeah. And I yes. said that to Kyla this morning. I, I, I feel very honoured that she's giving back by helping us with uh, with this girls golf day um, but she said she didn't even feel it was uh, was 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 giving back per se she just loves the game so much and she loves seeing yes, young people play yes, the exactly, game exactly yes yes and, and, and I too too 
I do too. I, and you just marvel now. It's not all the um, a, a ability, the magnificence of the um, equipment and the golf ball. Uh, and you see a little girl here, just to, not the height of Tuppence, but shall we say, <laughs> and she hits it far. Yeah. And, and of course, it's very nice still to see Kylie, who just stands here and that drive she hit there into into sort of dampish cold conditions mm. and look where she's landed just virtually on the green so so it's nice it's a quite a joy yeah mm. no it's, it all works doesn't it and everybody's yes it does mm. uh-huh, uh-huh. now we, we we find that uh, all we've been exploring the real value of sport early with with um, girls and boys you know and yes you know and so when you get into business you know they they, they don't mind failing they don't mind they don't seek perfection in everything they've done they yes, they understand yes, all these yes, rough yes, bits and the and the, yes, and the good bits and it's yes, such a foundation yes, yes and highs and lows yeah and how, how you have to uh, pay attention to various things and work hard to to succeed maybe at your game and so you have to work hard in business and work hard mm. in life mm. and and uh, you meet so many nice people in golf yeah uh, and the rules are are quite uh, disciplined as well you know the the etiquette of the game it teaches you how to uh, agree with other people and uh, this is definitely one of our takeaways yes yeah Uh i mean at at tennis or something like that you just uh, you not see or talk to the other person until Mm. it's finished Uh, i used to have a friend who played tennis wimbledon uh, winnie woldridge and she was a scottish champion and played at and she said you know golf is wonderful she said you finish golf and immediately you go and you have a cup of tea or something and socialise together. Mm. In tennis, you're dripping with sweat and you're whatever. You go in your direction to have your shower and your whatever, and then you don't meet again. No. And I hadn't thought about that. Bell's right. Golf and engineering can both be about more than just your own success, but about how you can talk to and learn from others. We caught up with Kylie as she was finishing up a Q&A session with the golfers. That gave us a chance to speak to some of the Fugro STEM ambassadors taking part in the session and some of the young golfers and their families. For getting more distance, it's actually about how you transfer your weight. Um, so for me, if I, if I was feeling a bit sluggish and I was really trying to get my body moving more, I would like you need to get on your right hand side before turning on to your left but that that sounds maybe a bit technical and the thing is about like PGA pros who teach the game they have such a good way of making you improve and make little changes to improve but without making you feel like it's scrambling your head and that it's that it's difficult because it's you cannot play the game you can't go on the course and think technically or well, anything that you're trying to change needs to be done here on the practice area can we get Kelly a clap for that <laughs> so you're here to have a, a good time today and play a bit of golf but just about Fugro we're a, we're a really cool engineering firm we do we do lots of exciting stuff with the soil uh, with the sea we have uh, lots of remote and autonomous robots that we work with and today we've brought some uh, some of our female leaders who are going to be following you around on the course. Can, you, can we see Susan and Linda and Dawn? They're not golfers, but they are very cool at what they do in their day jobs. So 
If you see them walking along and they want to have a chat, please just uh, just do that. We spoke to one of those ambassadors on the course. <laughs> Susan, how long have you been with Fugro? Um, it, next year it'll be 30 years. Wow, what a journey. It certainly has been. What different parts of the business have you been in? So I started out, well, more or less my whole career has been with uh, the structural monitoring, which is part of Metocean. So I've worked there from when I started right up to the end of December last year and now I work with uh, the strategic sales and marketing team as a business development manager for renewables. Very good. And I understand that you've taken on um, a little extra duties in terms of being one of our STEM ambassadors? Yes, yes, just newly, newly a STEM ambassador. So I feel it's very important for young girls and boys to be thinking, particularly in primary school, what you know, think what they're going to do next. You know, right into maybe second year, third year, they're choosing their subjects. So it's really good to try and get them to be doing maths and science, um, and look at other careers. Um, there's loads and loads and loads of careers that people in Fugro do. There's lots of different opportunities, lots of different degrees. Um, so there's definitely lots to be um, to be done in terms of trying to get these kids to think a wee bit more about science and technology. Women, in particular, often need to juggle their own goals with those of others. It's important that these talented young golfers also keep up with their studies. We talked to Laura and her mum, Sharon, about how they are managing that balance. So we're here with Sharon, Lara's mum. Uh, <laughs> Lara is, how old did you say? Uh, 15. And you were saying that uh, she has an interesting, potentially pursuing a golf scholarship. Yep, yep. She'd like to go to America um, and study across there while playing golf at the same time. How important do you think it is that they keep up their academic studies alongside their golfing ambitions? So we have always put education first because if they get an injury, they've still got an awful lot of years left um, of work and paying mortgages if they can't play golf. Um, how would you feel about her going to America? <laughs> uh, honestly, <laughs> I think it is grab it with both hands yeah. uh, and go for it because, I mean, it's it's an opportunity. So we were talking to your, to your mum and she was telling us about um, your, your vision, your desire to go to America to take this a step further. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us about that? So I think, like, I started at a young age and... I thought like golf would just be like, oh, just be a fun sport and everything, but I love it too much that I don't want to do, like I want to do something with it. So, and I think like America has a great opportunity to go and like actually pursue that. Like mm. I want to try and get as far as I can with golf. Like I think it's something that I'll probably, I want to try and get onto the tour, I think. Like I want to try and turn professional. If I get the opportunity, then I'll take it. One of the subjects that we're exploring is that, frankly, there needs to be a lot more women in the workplace. Yeah. And it starts now. Mm -hmm. And it's people like you, with that determination early, that really, you know, land up with a workplace with an even balance of men and women. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to understand what drives that, what creates the impetus to get people like you into the workplace, which will make a difference. I think also like the drive for me is I used to play like I was there's only a couple of girls at my golf course and we wanted to just go out and beat the boys all the time and uh -huh. be like 
oh we're we're winning like we don't want you to win so I think like when I was younger like in with the junior opens like that's what I want to do I want to go and beat all the boys because they think that they're so good and they can beat all of us but it's like no we're actually better than you so. We all have our own motivations for Laura beating the boys and making the most of the opportunities her talents offer her are both helping her start shaping her future. After the golf clinic had finished, we caught up with Linda Stewart in the clubhouse to talk about the importance of mentoring. It was great to see Kylie sharing her knowledge with the girls. But how can we learn from that? Perhaps one of our one of our next steps on improving sort of the diversity in our organisation is it really probably comes down to training and educating our staff as to how to have those conversations, to how to be a mentor, what steps to take. Uh, because it, it is different because you're dealing with people, aren't you? And everybody's different. Uh, and so giving people the tools to, to, to do that training and mentoring is really important as well because uh, it, it doesn't come naturally to everybody. So you have to give a bit of guidance. What I've learned over recent months, talking to people like you, is that it's not a question of you win, I lose. Actually, this is a this is a subject, if we get this right, where we win as individuals, we win as teams, and we win as a as a as a company. Uh, absolutely, yeah, and I think um, I I've got a lot out of mentoring people in the past, and um, both both men and women, and uh, it teaches you a lot about yourself. Um, and I think you know one of the things I really enjoy about working in in Fugu is every day is a learning day, every day is a school day, rather, you know, and that's that's fantastic. So from the, the days where we we've technical challenges that we need to overcome. You get a team together and, and you know that it feels really difficult at the beginning but you know by the end of that conversation you're going to have a solution you might have two or three solutions we had a great time with kylie peter and the young golfers it was wonderful to see such a display of talent and that drive to learn, to improve and to share your own achievement with others. I'm sure the girls at the golf clinic will be taking inspiration from Kylie and learning from her example. But it was also an opportunity to introduce them to, to, to so many other successful women. Those who have built a career in sport and those who have built their careers in engineering. We all need to get out there to be inspirations and mentors to young people as they try and build their own paths. We can't tell them what to do, but we can show them how much there is that they can do. Until next time, be safe. Be remarkable. Be the difference.